I wonder how many Christians have given up on church and decided to become a stay-home Baptist based on an exchange of words between them and the pastor or other members. Or maybe they found out that their church they used to attend has a different interpretation on a chapter or a verse other than theirs. People are not perfect. And even when you go to a church with a bunch of Christians from different backgrounds and different viewpoints and different social settings and different upbringings, sometimes when you get off the topic of scripture, you might find someone's opinion or view slightly different from your own. It may even upset you or offend you. The adversary will take any negative event and use it to convince you to turn on others and if possible even convince you to walk away from the church altogether. If you disagree with a church there's no rule that says you have to stay at that church. You can find you another church. There's lots of churches out there. I guarantee you every state in America has over 20,000 churches. Probably even more than that. Some streets have a church on every corner. Before we go into the meat of our scriptural teaching, I'd like to read something from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Keep that in mind the next time you want to take an event and run with it. You got to ask yourself one question. Is it coming from God or is it coming from the adversary? Is what you're feeling coming from God or is it coming from the adversary? Now turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to take about 15 verses to see if we can resolve your church hurts feelings and get you to get back into fellowship. If ye be been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil conspicience, covenants, which is adultery, now, conspicuous is the inclination towards sin and evil. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of the disobedient. Okay, these things cause the wrath of God on the children of disobedience who have a tendency to use the things mentioned in verse 5 as an everyday way of living.
in the which ye also walked sometime when you lived in them. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, maliceness, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the deeds of old men with his deeds, and have put on the new man. Now, let's underline that again. Supposed to put on the new man. Okay? That means you withdraw yourself from all sinful negative behaviors and negative thoughts. They're going to come. But you got to cast them out in the name of Jesus. Let's read that again. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, Holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. Oh, did it say something about forgiving each other? Let's read that again. It says, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave ye, also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and ye be thankful. We're going to take another verse. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, richly in all wisdom, Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Now, regardless of what might have taken place in the former church that you used to attend, I can pretty much guarantee you it's not solid enough to keep you out of church altogether. I think the Bible tells us to not to forsake fellowship. And it's always a good thing to be amongst other Christians on Sunday and be part of a of a situation where we're singing and praising and and, and giving glory to God and speaking with other Christians. Unfortunately, people who get church hurt, they allow their ego and their pride, pride is of the devil, convince them that they don't need to go to church. And they think all they got to do is stay home, read the Bible, and that's it. But the thing about it is, God wants you to be part of the team. How do I know this? Well, when Jesus Christ began his ministry, what he did was put together a team, 12 apostles, showing that God is doing things a little bit differently now. When we look in the Old Testament, many times he sent the prophets to a situation to prophesy and minister to it. Isaiah, Jeremiah, 
Jonah and different other prophets. They held, they had the word, God gave them the word, and he sent them on a mission. But in the New Testament, Jesus Christ showed us that this is going to be a team effort now by putting together the 12 apostles, which are responsible for establishing the first century church and teaching them the new covenant. Now, I'm sure in your mind you have your reasons why you don't attend church anymore. But in reality, fellowship is very important for the Christian family. God wants you involved in the church, working in the church, because you never know. Maybe somebody in that church needs your support. So stop being church hurt. Whoever hurt your feelings, forgive them in the name of Jesus. Find your church, join, and become an active member. Remember, Jesus is Lord. Amen, amen, amen.